a big hello and welcome to my show Unbound. I'm your host Mamta, a space curated for real stories of people from different walks of life who have sailed through uncharted waters and lived to tell their inspiring story. Unbound is a deep dive into their journeys to unravel, unearth, uncover various facets of their lives as they remain unstoppable and continue to do the unthinkable. As they open up about their life with me, I'm sure you will find nuggets of wisdom to live unbound too. So let's unbound together. Today I have with me a relentless person whose life mantra has been not only to survive but to thrive. Taking her challenges head on, she herself is a proof of life. A freelance website developer, food blogger, baker and an aspiring YouTuber herself. Welcome Navjyoti Kaur to my podcast Unbound. First we want to know about who Navjyoti Kaur is, when she was a girl, how did she find her beginning, what dreams, what aspirations that you really grew up with? Very humble beginnings because we were uprooted from Pakistan in 1947. My grandfather came here with nothing and whatever government gave them, they settled with that. My father was married at 23. We were three daughters and then finally they had a son <laughs> as it goes in patriarchal society. I was the first one in the whole Khandan to get out of the small town and be in the big city and study. And eventually, as life went on, I just moved forward and came here and settled in Canada. We all have challenges in life. So there were few challenges on the way that we carry with us and what life is but resolving and going through those challenges while keeping your head up. Absolutely. Very well said. So tell us a little about the pursuits, hobbies and passions. And you know, how did you really make your professional launch? And when you say you came from a small town, which city, which state was this really? I came from Haryana, Yamunanagar. Jagadri is a, what do you call it, twin city. We are actually from the village near Jagadri, which is called Milk Sukhi. But I was born in Bombay. My dad was in Navy so I was born in Bombay, actually, and was there for a few years of my life. And then we moved to the village and then to the small city. My parents always thought where we can go to get what we can get for best for our kids, be it education or environment or how we live. So for them, it's a step up from moving from village to town. And from there, I went on and did MCA in Amity in Noida, met my husband there, got married. And then I was working in HCL for two years and that's when recession hit and they were laying off people <laughs> left, right and center and there was actually nothing for me to do there. And then I thought, like, I cannot do this anymore. It was boring as hell <laughs> to go there every morning in traffic and come back without doing anything. There was no fulfillment in doing anything there. On a wimp, I just left that corporate job and I started doing freelancing. And one of my dear departed friend, Johnny Malotra, he helped me set up my own business for freelance projects. And I did that for almost a decade. And until I started realizing that this is not 
what I want to do. But as I see my life, I always did things differently. Because when I started freelancing 2007, it was something that nobody heard about because now everybody is freelancing. But back then, it was a really difficult task for me to explain to my parents and to everybody what I'm doing with my time. But I am really grateful for the experience I had because I had clients all over the world. I was talking to many like different people from different cultures. And it was actually a very cool experience for me to be independent in that way, like a owner of my own time. So that was really empowering for me at that time. Very interesting, Jyoti. I mean, the way that you have laid out your whole life trajectory from Bombay back to a small town, then back to a big city, then wanting to make it big in a corporate, quitting it, and then being on your own as a self-employed person that to, you know, two decades back, I mean, hats off to you how you pulled and where you've come. So we would like to understand what have been some of your life transforming moments or certain challenges or some wisdoms or inspirations from where you've actually seen there is point of no return for you. So what makes you unbound? I realized this like two, three years ago that I was never conscious when I was doing all these things. The society plans a trajectory for your life and it is same for everybody, which is get good education, be dutiful to your parents, get a good job, get married, have kids and then concentrate on the, your kid's life and then you like so forth. This is how your life's supposed to go. But for, for me, my life was now I understand it was designed for me to realize all these things. Otherwise, there is no way that you can think this way. I would say my spiritual awakening started two decades ago when I left my home and I just was independent working unconsciously and then got married. And because now you are married, you need to get pregnant in certain time. So I was a very dutiful daughter-in-law, wife. So I never saw my mother do it, like think about herself. So I never thought about myself. I was just a tool or a way for other people to get something or to keep a structure alive. So I started my journey with my fertility, infertility, without ever focusing on myself. It was always about the end product, which was a kid. So I started that and whoever is going through infertility journey right now, they know how crazy it is these days because you will see IVF clinics everywhere now. There is a shift in our bodies happening because of all the toxins and all the technology and everything that we are exposed to right now. There are like multiple layers of things that is happening right now. I struggled for a decade to get like have a baby. There are like multiple things. There is IUI, there is medicated cycles, there is IVF, which is the ultimate thing that you can do, which I did. I'm very grateful to be in Canada because government here pays half of your IVF treatment uh, for the first time. But there was no right mindset. There was no guidance from doctors. I felt like they said they <laughs> set me up for not for failure, but if you fail, it's a very, very bad crash for you because there is no management of your expectation. There is no knowledge that they impart to you or they never talk about the mental aspect of the whole procedure. So because nobody's talking about the mental aspect of these things, you never think about going online and think, type in that if I'm feeling like this and why I'm feeling like this. Every month is a disappointment for me and I am in that cycle all the time. And then finally, when I my last IVF cycle 
was a success and I got pregnant. For six, seven weeks, I was very happy. Happy, but not really because I was not letting myself feel the happiness because I thought if will I will get happy, I will lose it. So I was very tense and stressed throughout seven, those seven weeks. And then finally I lost it. So uh, once I went through that experience, things started to shift for me because I started to get angry <laughs> from that state of being um, like helpless and feeling like there is an injustice going on with me. I elevated my emotions to anger. And when I started getting angry, I was angry at everybody and myself. And then because Navjoti never got angry in her life about anything. So it was a shift in itself. And finally, things start happening where I realized that I cannot start keep on living like this, the way I was living. I hear you, Navjoti, completely. And I really salute the courage that you have brought along with you to be on this show today with me and talk about such a deeply personal aspect of your life. Not many people can even gather half the strength. But just moving back a little in your story, where did and how did you come to a point and a consensus within yourself that now is the time for some other intervention to happen because this process is not going as per the natural cycle and there coming from a small town how easy or difficult and i'm sure this must have been a great deal of challenge in, in its own self how did this whole journey unfold for you it was not like a switch that turned on it was like many many days of confusion and trusting myself and what i'm feeling whatever you're feeling in this moment you're also carrying feelings from other moments in your life. So being the eldest daughter, my father was in Merchant Navy, so he was not there. So my mother was like a single parent for quite a few years. So a lot of responsibility falls in, on to the eldest in the family to look after your siblings and help mom in doing that. I was talking to her the other day that I did this, I did that. You never said that I helped you. And she was like, you never helped me. And I was a little shocked. Like, I thought I really helped you when you were not at home because we were four siblings. So I was the eldest. So I'm look, taking care of everybody. I'm cooking for them. I'm not looking after my needs, but I'm looking after their needs. And then it's a thankless job because siblings don't, <laughs> they don't think that you are anybody to tell them what to do when mom is not at home. But I, I had to do it because that's what she needed me to do at that point. But now then she says, there's nothing that you help with. So my husband gave me this insight that maybe whatever you did is not a help in her mind. You thought that you were helping her and she thought that it is what you need to do. And my father leaving every few six months, my father was a, is a loving person. He was, whenever he was at home, it was like best days of our lives. But when he used to leave every six months, it was quite a lot of trauma for us of abandonment and everything. So even if when we have a good life and everything, this part of life is not good. But we don't focus on that part of mind part of life. We focus on the physical part of life, which is us living in a big home and having everything that we need, but not having a father there for your other needs. That is, they chose to have things instead of time with us, which is okay because 
they did what they did but it also made me what i am right now which is not asking for help not thinking that i need i i deserve to rest not thinking that i can think about myself self love is something you lack one when people don't listen to you or in your grown up growing up years you are taught to not love yourself but to love others and take care of others so when i finally this i lost this kid which i really wanted and it was bolte nahi hai ki dharti phat jati hai like it was a big trauma for me to lose that and that anger came up and with that it this thing came up that nobody cares about me and i started noticing everybody doing thing what they are doing around me and then i started feeling this that they are saying that they love me and they can feel my pain but not really it's my pain nobody can feel my pain they because they will say random friends who got to know that because we were happy we told them that we are pregnant so when they got to know that i miscarried they just said it's okay hota hai chalta hai ho jayega koi baat nahi matlab they everybody was washing over my pain and i i was not okay receiving all those phone calls and then i completely shut myself off i have a good support system now because i made it but back then i had no support system uh, i offended my mother in that rage of emotions and she never came back because she thought that i'm not i'm being rude to her so everything put focus on this thing that uh, if you are not taking care of yourself nobody else will take care of yourself everybody wants you to be a certain way for them to feel good so for you to ask for things is difficult because you are taught but then i realized that i'm taught to not feel bad about my situation i've always washed over my things that it's okay but this time it really broke something in me and it started spiritual like awakening in me where like my perspective changed about life and everything else so with support system i started voicing my needs with everybody like i want this i want that and it was a really difficult period for everybody to adjust around me because nobody was used to navjyoti like this so what were some of your biggest uh, challenges while you were uh, uncovering yourself bit by bit and of course you said that coming out and seeking help and looking out for yourself and self identifying that you need self love as much but were there certain fears that you had to really conquer over before you came to this point i'm so grateful that universe wanted me to wake up so everything was lined up for me there's a timeline that may i got pregnant june july miscarriage and august september tak mujhe sab log bol rahe the you should move on it's okay at unbound we believe in the power of unhinged minds and untamed ideas of people from all walks of life as we sit to talk with some of them we are listening to your voice too so share your ideas thoughts or takeaways from this podcast as a review on apple podcast or just drop us a message on instagram at the rate d dot mamta that is at the rate d period m a m t a a you can also mail us at unboundwithmamta at gmail.com and remember to subscribe and follow this podcast and stay connected with us
so i was not even given 6 months to grieve this thing everybody was telling me to move on and shattered inside but i was like i have to move on i cannot be like this so august september september i have my birthday so we went somewhere to celebrate because i wanted to feel normal but i was not feeling normal and then october came and my husband got a job so he had to leave for 5 months away from me and this was first time in so many years that we were away and nobody was with me on during that time so i got like a lot of time to think about things without anybody interrupting my thought and it also brought up a lot of things that i would cry all day because nobody was there to see me i would not clean the house i was like i was watching myself do all these things there was a presence that was arising in me during that time so it was not just me doing things it was somebody like i was watching myself do all this and then i realized that i'm very codependent on my husband i cannot even you know my mood is so bad without him because he's not here and then this question started arising in me if you're so dependent on so many people like who are you like this question who are you why are you doing this when these questions come in your being there is no way that you can ignore it and i started thinking about my personality how i am there was self reflection that was ignited in me and i realized where i was wrong i realized where i was being petty i realized where i was being painful for other people and the self reflection when you start it gives you so much insight into your life and what things were your own doing it was difficult because we are basically animals and we live in a society and we want company and we want people to love us like us and say yes yes you are agreeable but when you start voicing your opinion and what you want and ask start asking for things and saying no main ye nahi bardash karungi like i started creating boundaries with people and i had this fear that once i will start making boundaries i will lose people in from my life and that did happen i lost few friends <laughs> i lost few relations yes it was a lot of fear for me of abandonment especially with my husband with my parents with my in-laws but thankfully when you start looking at your life with gratefulness and abundance you see that they are there to support you like you have to take chance of losing people whoever is yours will stay whoever is not yours they will go you don't you don't fear about losing people when you start thinking about yourself wow that's a lot of lot of power packed in just these few words i would want to know from you that what were some of the patterns like like you rightly ide- started identifying and witnessing it for yourself that of course codependence was one of them so what were some of the these strong patterns that you had to now start to break and you had to break to come out of that shell of navjyoti who was probably pleasing everyone or was always living for others so what were those uh, you know repeated patterns which you had to go past these are not uncommon patterns everybody has these uh, patterns in their life because we are as i said conditioned by our families closed people to keep us in a certain way because like in a family structure also you want your kids to behave in a certain way because it is a if they do not 
behave in those ways, it's not convenient for you or things don't work in the way you want to work. So you condition your kids and you are conditioned yourself. So it's very difficult to get out of those conditioned thoughts. So when I started thinking about my life, how I am, what I'm doing with my life and why there is so much unhappiness, I started noticing these conditioned thoughts that I have to make sure that everybody is happy with what I'm doing. I have to make sure that everybody agrees with what Navjoti wants to do in a day. So if I am sleeping past some time and there are people who don't agree with that time because this thing is with me that I I'm a late sleeper. So in the mornings also, I do not wake up early. So there are a lot of opinions about that in the whole family. Even my relatives who call me, they will ask me like, they will not say hello. They will, they will say like, are you awake? And it is sometimes so annoying. Like you just say hello and I will tell you if I'm okay to talk to you or not. So these are the things that you have to look through, things that are annoying you, the things that you don't feel are okay. So you have to put your foot down. The patterns, if we talk about it's these are the patterns that you do things to please others and then you ignore your own needs and then you are in a bad mood and then you affect your own day and then life in general. So for me, the one thing that I tried to, not try to, I completely broke was thinking about others when I was making, if it is unrelated to them, I'm not thinking about them. I'm just doing my own thing. So I make sure everybody is happy and I do my own thing. I, nothing I do is to please anybody anymore. So can I ask you a very straight question, Jyoti? So this whole thing with the pregnancy, was it also somewhere a very, very influenced choice because was it to prove something to the society or people or families around you that you are as normal as any woman can be and was it also that's the reason could be so heartbreaking that okay this is not what is expected out of me and I'm not fitting into their expectation and now this will probably have me as a as somebody who's who's like an outcast so did you sort of put all these impositions and undergo whatever you had to for such a long time, fearing this from society? This is the thing that I had no real fears about this. But when you don't think for yourself and you're so unconscious, when you are taught to not say your piece or think on your own, because kids are told to shut their brains and just don't think. And I was a very sensitive kid. So when I shut off, I shut off for a, quite a long time. It's like a leaf in the river. Like there is no direction in the life that you are taking. There is no ownership of what you are doing. Yeah, the anger is about that only that I never thought about living a conscious life. But when I started finally living a conscious life, I realized this, that all these things that I've been doing for a decade now are not even my own thoughts. This is everything expected of me to be a good wife, a mother, a daughter. And Mamta, and the real kick is that people tell me they don't even expect anything from me. It was my own mind who was telling me that I need to do all these things to be a certain way. So yes, society tells you that if you when you get married, you have to, like in India especially, 
you have to be married by a certain age get like in my days back in 2000s i don't know what is the environment right now i i hope people are more free but back then in my culture was you get married at a certain age and then you have kids by certain age so when i actually had a miscarriage right after i got married so after that my health fertility just tanked because i did not get the proper care and i i had no information about what's going on with my body so i will say it's also it was also a fail for education system or how we teach girls about their hormonal health so i had no idea that something is going wrong with me so after my first miscarriage my the health tanked and then 3 years passed everybody started saying oh you should the time is passing you should start your journey journey or i didn't know that it's a journey it was like go to the doctor and you will they will help you so we went so i never thought that i want a kid or not like there is no conscious discussion about having kids at that time but this was the fear was induced in me that if not now then probably will never happen for you so i was like oh my god i i really want to be a mother because that's what i need to do this is what comes back to that thing that i said that there is a trajectory that society decides for you that you get married and then you get have kids so that i totally sp- skip that part now and skipping that part did not sit well with what are you not you are just collection of people around you right their thoughts what they are thinking about your life what they are telling you there was no boundary no everybody used to come and give me advice and tell me how i should do things and like how time is passing so there was a pressure that cre- was created on me to just go through this and when we decided to move to canada we put a hold on all these treatments for one two years and we started right after we settled a little bit in canada we started our treatment here and same story this pressure and i would say the pressure is surprisingly is from not from my in-laws it's from my own family that they want me to have kid by a certain age and everybody is interested in what <laughs> is going on so when you don't have boundaries you are you are not only carrying your own burden you're also carrying the burden of other people's thought what they think about you so this is what i'm talking about unconscious living where you are just in a bad mood all day and you don't know why you are in a bad mood you know you are in a bad mood because there are energies at play putting pressure on everything you are doing so that was my story for almost 10 years and finally when i realized this that kid or no kid i can be happy and everybody should stop i'm still trying for people to just stop to not to offer me more like they come with more treatments or baba ji's somewhere that i should go to and i'm like i i have no deficiency i have no lack in my life if there is no kid and it will happen maybe it will not happen i have left that on the universe now and there is not just one way to be a mother i have siblings younger than me i'm mother to them i have nieces i'm mother to them everybody i meet i talk to them with a lot of love and i'm very conscious with everybody now so i give a lot of love motherly love to everybody around me and this is what i'm trying to like impart to my closest that they should not be worried about me but 
it seems to be a challenge for people to understand that people can like I can be happy even if I skip one of the stage of my life. <laughs> my God, I'm so, totally, totally in awe and uh, complete respect to where you have come and the kind of understanding that and maturity with which you have, you know, taken steps and the commitment that you have shown towards your own feelings and your own, you know, like we all are born with the capability, which is to nurture, to love, to give. How you have explored this back in your life, despite having gone through what you have. I mean, this is tremendously inspiring, Jyoti. Thanks so much for sharing such a such a deep and such a you know intimate part of your life with so much grace here. So, Navjyoti, tell me what really kind of uh, nudged you or kicked you in this spiritual quest or in this direction while of course you were facing all this failure and trauma but did something come as an inspiration did you begin to read did you go to counselors somebody sort of started showing you the way how did it happen to you it's actually a lot of things i did go to therapy i recommend therapy 100% anybody who's feeling not themselves they should definitely go to therapy just talk it out there is nothing woo woo in it it's awesome second thing was people say that social media is bad but i say it's how you use it so once i started going more online on tiktok instagram everywhere i saw people talking about these relevant things about how your mental state is what depression is what anxiety is and i started realizing that yes i am depressed that's yes i am anxious about uh, my future so i started listening to these people closely i started listening to talks on youtube i did download a lot of books on audible i am always listening to a book on audible so whatever interests you so there are few books that i can recommend that you can go on and listen to and figure out yourself what you are and why you are here it's it's amazing to start discovering yourself from your own point of view and I honestly I just want to have real conversations with people like you and in general I am amazed how we only talk about weather when we meet other new people there are no real conversations happening in our family our siblings our friends I encourage everybody to start speaking about their own truth how they feel what they are doing that is making their life more easier and more happier you are here means in this world in this universe to feel happy and to do things that are fun to you we are actually mimicking success whatever we are seeing that that person is successful and he's doing that thing we are trying to imitate them we're not doing the things that are actually fun to us that actually make sense to us so we need to take chances and start doing what is good for us and how the spiritual awakening starts it's you have to start trusting your body your emotions what you feel in a day if you are feeling bad or sad or unhappy most of the time it is a sign for you to start therapy trust yourself because people around you are saying oh tujhe kuch nahi hua that does not mean you are okay if you are not feeling okay you're not feeling okay you do you don't have to ask other people and you know for their approval for you to start your own journey of self reflection and self love 
This is superbly motivational. I mean, I never entered into this episode thinking that there will be so much for me to take away. I mean, I'm not disregarding or demeaning anything, uh, you know, that you have brought. But, you know, just just generally when you get into a conversation, you have like it's it's like a preconditioned mind. You have a set of questions and then you know that there'll be a set of answers. But I really didn't have any idea that there'll be such pearls and gems coming out of it. I'm so thankful to you for bringing it up so beautifully. And you know what you just said, that we are not here to have conversations of on weather. And that's what my idea of this podcast is to bring out as many relevant conversations as we must things that we shy away, things that we hesitate, things that we just don't want to see in the eye, you know, just bring them out in a very, very real way. So uh, quickly jumping out uh, onto the next segment of the episode, which I also call as a rapid reflex round. So here there is a volley of questions that I'm going to play with you. And I want your answers in not more than a word or maybe a few words. So what are you biased towards? Uh, Self-love, trusting yourself. Beautiful. Books that you're currently reading? Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. It's an amazing book. Everybody should read it. Okay. And what keeps your fire burning? What's that one thing that gives you a kick to wake up every morning? Just to see the sun and live my life. Life is beautiful. We are actually in heaven, which we are misinterpreting as hell. We are actually in heaven. We just have to look around. Uh, One thing you would like to change about our education system? It's uh, the left brain approach. We need to put more creative elements in the education system. One thing you wish parents never said to children? That they need to please other people, that they need to change themselves to please others. Okay, one thing you wish that you knew at the age of 20? You are on the right path. You are doing what needs to be done. One thing you wish never existed in this world? That's borders and religion. Profound. One thing you wish could exist forever? I think that's not for me to say. Creation is doing its own thing. It should do it. I I am not attached to anything. One thing you would certainly like to unlearn? The conditioning of pleasing other people. You start your day with? With uh, 15 minutes of meditation. Your daily diet includes? Chai. Lots of chai. You end your day with? With again uh, some spiritual talks or a guided meditation while sleeping. Okay and what's your biggest weakness? Oh my god I have such a major sweet tooth and being a baker never helps. Gifts should be? Gifts are I don't know, heartfelt. (laughs) And people must? People must be kind and gracious to each other. Give space to each other. It's okay. All right. And what do you see accomplishing for yourself in next five years? There are no earthly goals, but I do want to talk to more people and help them lead their best life. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. This was truly being unbound, Navjyoti. I mean, I can't just tell you how much I have enjoyed this conversation with you. And all I can say as we are on the closing of this episode is that whatever doesn't break you makes you stronger. I just wish that by 
every day you keep gaining that strength and that power and you'll be the channel of that power to so many others around you keep slaying keep inspiring us girl and thanks so much for sharing your journey with us thank you so much mamta thank you for inviting me here i'm so grateful thank you truly a pleasure Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I would love to know from you what idea or insight you unboxed from today's conversation. Just drop me a message over LinkedIn or in my inbox and remember to follow this podcast so that when the next episode drops you can join me for yet another one too. Keep coming and keep unbounding. Till then, this is your host Mamta signing off.